0: This is the Her Voice Movement Podcast. To learn more about Her Voice and where you can join us at an upcoming event, follow us on Instagram or head to hervoicemvmt.com.
1: And now, today's episode. Well, I'm super excited about today, ladies, because there are people listening who have experienced the devastation of losing a baby and losing a child. And I don't know if there's anything more personal and piercing than losing someone that came from you. Mm -hmm. And as we've been journeying through the Wounded Wombs book and we've gone to rallies all over the nation, we're giving this Wounded Wombs book to women and we're beginning to hear their stories. And every time I hear a story, I just am amazed that that person's upright with a smile on their face. And it just reminds me how good God is and how faithful he is in the healing process. And today is a really special edition of our podcast. And we're going to do a few more in a series and just see what the Holy Spirit wants to do here. But I have two wonderful and amazing people on here with me today. One of them, you might have heard of her because she's been coming to the rallies and pouring in her experience, her heart, her love for Jesus, and her testimony, because she has a testimony of loss as well. And her name is Pam Veridevelt. Thank you so much for being with us today, Pam.
2: Oh, thank you. It's my pleasure.
1: Well, today's going to be a great conversation. Pam and her husband, John, both, they are pastors, but what she's doing all day, almost every day (laughs) is she is walking people through grief. She's walking people through loss. She's walking people through how to heal from a heartbreak of loss. And, you know, usually what we become really anointed at and really good at is something that we've experienced ourselves. So I don't know if you'll share some of your story today, Pam, but I have my new, wonderful, amazing sparkly friend Maddie Helser is on here Hessler excuse me I'm saying that wrong Maddie Hessler and I met Maddie through my friend Dara McLean and Dara just said oh Jenny you have to meet Maddie she's amazing I ended up praying with Maddie on the phone and then hiring her just kind of out of a random conversation to be our branding consultant for the ministry and she's just done a knockout job she has put this train on the tracks let me just put it that way so she was an answer to prayer she was actually a prophetic word we'd actually had a prophetic word that a a pretty special person was coming to help us with some things just a few weeks before i met her so that was really awesome and she got a hold of the wounded wounds book she called me and just said jenny this is this is incredible what god is doing and i i want to be a part of it i want my friends to know about this i I know that the secrets that we've kept in our hearts that have tormented us, you know, we have to do something with them. And mm-hmm. her and I just connected. I just felt like, you know, she's my sister and I've known her forever. So we got to meet at the Michigan rally in person for the first time, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. And it was at that Michigan rally that oh. Pam was also ministering on mm-hmm. grief and loss and healing and what to do with this giant racking ball that hits you from out of nowhere, what to do with this. And I believe you said something, Pam, at the rally that really got my attention and it just clicked for me. I've I've known it's important that women walk through healing because how are we going to have a voice of healing if we're not healed? I've known this, but you said something and I don't know if you can remember how you said it because I'm not going to say it how you did, but you said that you believe that this is a key part of revival for the mm-hmm. church, and I don't know if you remember saying that, but I I thought absolutely it is because how are we as the church going to reach into the painful, messy, sometimes awkward? You know, your friend has a miscarriage, your friend goes through something, and you just think, I don't know what to say, I don't know what to do. But in reality, maybe I've never known how to heal in my own pain. And so I thought this is a key to revival. And so I want to keep chipping away at this. I want to keep having Pam and the other people that have been gifted in this area to come and help us teach us, teach us what to do when the enemy takes a punch and it seems like he's won. It seems like you got away with something. Mm -hmm. And it's not fair. And it seems like I got ripped off, you know, those things. So i I will share this. Um, and Maddie's going to share more of her story here. But Maddie and I had a podcast scheduled for right after Michigan because I just wanted her to share, you know her life story and just the incredible um pieces and aspects. But Maddie sent me a text, and it wasn't a text you ever want to get from anybody. And she said that she was miscarrying her first baby. and My heart broke for her. I knew she's a fighter and I know that she's strong, but I also knew that, okay, hold on a minute. This is part of revival. This is a part of the church and what can we do? And Maddie reached out to me a couple of days later and said, you know, of course we prayed, you know, of course we did those things, which we need to be doing obviously. But she reached out to me and she said, you know what I do? I want to do that podcast. I still want to do this. And I actually want to talk about what I'm, what I'm going through. And I said, you know what, we need to have three of us. And I, I, I kind of feel like, I would just want to scoot out of the way a little bit. And I want Pam as a licensed professional counselor filled with the Holy spirit, understanding the things of the supernatural and understanding the things of the natural, somebody who I trust so much, have a conversation with Maddie in this very, knew at the time of this podcast, she's only been a couple of weeks <laughs> from her miscarriage, from losing love. And I thought, you know what? Maddie is so brave, and she her whole life is about helping people. She wants to help people with this. And I thought, what what could happen if we could have a conversation with Pam and they are meeting one on one for the first time? so this is this is a first conversation. From somebody who does this for a living, who's who's lost her own children, Pam's lost her own children and has walked through a couple of decades of story after story of helping the heart that's broken. So I want to be done talking, to be honest. And I just want to sit back and I wanna let Pam talk to Maddie. And Maddie, you share a little bit more as Pam asks you questions, of course. And Pam, I want you to educate the listeners. I want you to educate me. I want you to educate Maddie on what it is that's happening. What am I feeling? Is it right to feel this way? Is it wrong to feel this way? I'm angry. I don't like feeling angry. Um, where is God? You know, there's so much to talk about. So we're going to have a series because we can only unpack so much, you know, in the next 20 minutes or so. So I'm going to sit back, Pam, Maddie, you're incredible. There's going to be thousands of women that listen to this. And their hearts are going to feel the love of God, the aloe vera, the ointment, the treatment, the repair, as you unravel a very transparent and vulnerable story. So, Pam, if you would take it from here, I would be so pleased. And I just thank you both so much.
2: Well, Maddie, I just have to say, honestly, your bravery is unprecedented. I it takes so much courage to be to just begin to tell your story, even to yourself, but to share it nationally with others, that's a huge step. So why don't we start there? Why don't we start with kind of a back up before the loss and tell me a little bit about your hopes and your dreams and then the process that you've been through.
0: Yeah, so <clears throat> I, um, like Jenny mentioned, um, I'm in the branding space and it was really cool when God, when I just like decided one day, okay, I'm going to start working with ministries. I'm going to figure out a way to work with people online, not just anyone and everyone, but specifically targeting, you know, working with people who are here to further the kingdom. And very shortly after God brought Dara into my life. And then very shortly after that, God brought Jenny into my life at a time where my family needed prayer. And it was just so incredible. And in working with her, um, and the, her voice team, um, I can't even express to you what happened in my heart over time. Um, my heart softened in so many ways and i was able to through reading wounded wombs and through being a part of the team let go of some really shameful experiences in my life that had just held me captive like in chains that really were the catalysts for all of these downfalls in my life and i was able to heal that and i knew i wanted to heal that before babies because baby having babies has been a desire of mine since I was in seventh grade. Um, since the first time I volunteered at this um, shelter downtown. And I played with the kids while my parents were serving food on Thanksgiving. And I was just like, I really like kids, you know, and before that I hadn't had a ton of opportunities to work with them. And so I was young, but I knew I loved kids. And then as I got older and understood like what motherhood was, I started to crave it. Um, It has been a desire of mine since and you know, it was something that my husband and I were waiting for the right time where we both felt good about it. And, you know, he came to me and was like, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm ready to build a family. And I was just like, I just sobbed, (laughs) you know, I just like, I, as I'm sure many other women do, and it's that their deepest desire, it's just like, really, you know? And, um, I just, thanked God for that first and foremost. And then, you know, we were very fortunate in conceiving, um, the first time, like first timing in that time frame that you can, that we tried and not many women can say that. And I remember as my body started to go through these changes and I thought I was pregnant, I had texted Jenny and asked her to pray over this whole journey. Um, because i had done everything i could right you know i i had i had done some gut health work i had been taking care of my body and my mind and all these things that you try to control through life and um you know i through that really was just feeling this like probably the most amount of gratitude I've ever felt um, was in that moment of conceiving so quickly and being like, and like parts of me was like, is this real? And then other parts of me was like, God, like why, why do I deserve for this to happen so quickly? I have so many women in my life that it doesn't happen quickly or it doesn't happen at all. And I just was like, okay, I'm going to stop asking questions and I'm just going to receive this blessing. And I know God's going to use this. And um I go to the event um, in Michigan and I was so excited, invited friends and um, it was really crazy like how this all happened is, you know, God, he knows what we need when we need it. We just have to be obedient and taking action. And he called me to really pursue working in the ministry field. Then he called me to, you know, work with Jenny. Then he called me to attend this event. Then he called me to invite women. And I did all of that. And while I was there knowing I was pregnant and so many women in the room that were hurting because they couldn't get pregnant or they were struggling or they'd have miscarriages or they had lost a child or multiple children. And I just like, couldn't help, but just weep for those women. Like I was crying for them, but at the same time feeling gratitude for what God had blessed my husband and I with. And, you know, that following Monday, so three days, well, really two days, cause Sunday I started to get this really bad backache and I was concerned cause I was like, okay, I, I might've thrown my back out. It's the last thing I want to do, you know, during this process, because I'd been being so careful and then Monday rolls around and it wasn't good. And at first you're a little bit optimistic because you're like, okay, there's so many different things that this could be, you know, it's such a foreign Feel like like world for me, you know. I'm I'm no expert in pregnancy or anything like that. I just know what I've learned over the years, and it's been gradual. And, and there's no one size fits all. And so I was like, okay, like it do, like I don't have to look this stuff up on Web WebMD, you know. Like I need to get Smart in touch move. My, yeah, I need to get in touch with my midwife and and see what she says and you know, I'm so grateful for the midwife that I have in, and I say have, um, cause I will continue to have her in Traverse city, Beth. Um, and you know, she just walked me through the potentials and just preparing myself and, you know, pairing that professional, um, point of view with the preparation that I got from the event from from you and so many others, from you, Pam, and so many others that were walking us through grief and loss and and breakthrough and all these things. I just I was so equipped for it. And although I was equipped, that didn't that didn't stop the pain. And so I did experience a lot of heaviness and pain that first week. And I'm here to say that, you know, since then I have chosen because I believe everything's a choice. I have chosen to allow myself to feel when things come up, but to also, you know, allow myself to move forward and to know that that is not the end of my story. That's right. That's right. I know a God that performs miracles every day. You know, I think of the woman that just in the Bible who just touched Jesus and was healed, you know, and I just like, think of that. And I'm like, man, like I, this whole entire process, I couldn't help, but think of two things. Like, how do the heck do people do this without God? How do they go through these things and how the heck do they do it without like godly community? You know, like, just lifting you up in prayer and like helping you bear your burdens that you just, that are just too heavy for you. You know, I can say they don't do it well. They don't, it's
2: so difficult to try to do this alone. And so many people, I would say the vast majority, you, you are a little bit of an anomaly. Honestly, I love the way you have pressed into other people because by and large, the majority of us in America don't do that. We yeah. bear our suffering alone. We don't want to ruin other people's days. But yeah. uh, bravo, bravo. You share that with other people. That's so important.
0: Yeah, I think I think I I really learned this from from just through life of being able to like share my testimony here and there but really when I read wounded wombs and like read like how vulnerable those women were about like some of the most painful parts of their journey and how I saw that give me permission to do the same thing I was like this has to be a domino effect you know like I have to I have to share the pain I went through because I have to give it purpose. Because if yes. I don't, if yes, not, you know, if I'm not giving it any purpose, I'm just going to sit in the pain. You know. That's I hard. have a question.
2: I have a question for you. When when you lost the baby, did you find yourself looking for reasons, looking for the whys, wondering?
0: Yeah, um I
1: actually it's pretty crazy. One, hey, Pam, will you just say that one more time? I'm sorry it froze for just a second. Oh yeah. Just start with um I have a question for you.
2: Okay. I have a question for you. After you lost the baby, did you find yourself asking why, looking for reasons, trying to make sense out of it?
0: Yeah, definitely. Um I just remember like sitting there like in the midst of it and just crying and just being like, why God, you know? And I knew like, I know not everybody's at this place, but for me personally, I was in a place in my faith and in my walk where I knew that that was the wrong question to ask. And so I was like trying to in the midst of that and feeling everything and asking God why I was like, okay, what's a better question for me to ask him? Mm -hmm. You know, there's gotta be a better question. And I just sat there and it just came to me and it was like, okay, like, all right, God, like, how do you want to use this?
2: Beautiful. Beautiful. You know,
0: and That was like that switch, like in that moment, that exact moment of switching my mind from why God to, okay, God, I don't know how you're going to use this, but I know you're going to, you know, reveal that to me, please, you know, give it some purpose, some positive purpose. I like, in that moment of crossing that line, I guess you would say, and, and if you're looking at it that way, I felt this massive weight lifted. Beautiful. It it makes so much difference. In fact,
2: that's a template. You followed a template that Jesus actually gave us in John chapter nine, where the disciples were walking with him and they came across a blind man and they asked him who sinned this man or his parents that made him blind. It's the same why questions that we have. How come babies die? How come horrific accidents happen? And Jesus said, you're asking the wrong question. You're looking for someone to blame. Look instead for what God can do. Yeah. And that's exactly the shift that you made there. And it brought such freedom.
0: It did. It did. And I, I'm here to say, like, I, at the same time that I did that, and even since I still have had those thoughts of, oh, did I do do this or, or, cause that's just who I am. You know, I've, I've, yeah. i and to overanalyze things at times. I don't take that on as my identity, but I, I there are times that come up where I'm like questioning so much, and in that I was like, okay, like I slipped and fell on the ice like that week, like it was light, but like did that cause it? Did this cause it? And I was asking all these questions, and it was just like, my, you know, my husband was like, but when we figure that out, like, well, like what's that going to do, you know? And how are we actually? really going to know.
2: So good. I love your husband's wisdom. And, and it's really, you know, you have an analytical mind, you're very intelligent and God created you that way with a mind to look for reason and look for answers. That's absolutely normal. And when we can't close those loops, we just kind of stay in them. It's, it's, It's one of the ways our mind tries to reestablish control when we feel like Our control has been stripped away.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I feel like it's good. It's natural, like you said, to have those, to question things. And that's so good. But it's like where, like what I had to navigate through is like, okay, but where does the faith come in? Like, when do I, like, when is, when are questions too many questions? And when am I not having the faith that I need to get through this?
2: Yeah. Yeah, there's a point where you, you just get exhausted from all the questions uh-huh. and, and you make the shift that you made, which is, okay, there's no answer to this question. And even if somebody could give me a logical answer, typically it doesn't do any good to heal my heart because yeah. the pain's still there.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's like one thing I, it's like with the, with the pain, like it's, been an interesting thing to navigate because although I'm, I'm healing, you know, mentally, emotionally, physically every single day, and I'm like choosing to let God really heal me in so many ways. There's still like those, those moments of those little reminders, you know, like you get on social media and your whole timeline is all of a sudden, like your reticulatory, activating system is just seeing babies. That's it.
2: Yes. 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 A selective screening right there. Oh
0: gosh. Yeah. And, and I think that's at first I'll say this. I, when I was on Pinterest, I had started building like a little baby board a while back. And then obviously I went haywire. As soon as I found out I was pregnant, I was like building it and And then I get on Pinterest, and there's all these beautiful photos of like babies and and just anything that has to do with motherhood, and they were just beautiful. And I got off, you know, because I was like, "This, I'm not ready," you know. But I've, and everybody's healing journey and timing is different. But I've, I, I even made the switch with that in my mind, as I chose to cross the line of, okay, I'm, I'm resentful. You know, and then crossing it, that threshold and being like, my story is not over. Like, that's going to happen for me still. I can still build that board when I'm ready.
2: Yes, yes, you sure can. And that's the sense of injustice, which is also part of God's nature that is in you. This is in our mind, from our understanding, it feels so unfair, Mm -hmm. Because you wanted this baby. You were longing for this baby. And so, again, you know, that's just emotions that neither good nor bad. You just be very honest. I think if there was one thing I would applaud you on really spotlight is your emotional honesty. And if we're not emotionally honest with ourselves and with God and with other people, we aren't going to heal. And if, yeah. we, if we don't feel the feelings, we also don't feel. You mentioned earlier, I am giving myself permission to feel whatever comes up and not to shame yourself for that, not to be hard on yourself for that, but to feel it so that you can move forward. And that is so spot on because it is in feeling that we are healing. And, mm-hmm. and the scientific research is, is so candid on this if we stuff and ignore and try to keep busy and don't feel then our negative ruminations increase. And so does anxiety and depression.
0: Yeah. I, um, I think about the the exercise we did at the Michigan rally of like the cross, you know, it was so crazy. If I, if I go back a little bit, you know, I'm, I'm also working with a, a, a Christian life coach and we were really going through some things that were just holding me back in my life or keeping me in these negative loops. And, and I, I decided to write down a list of like all these shameful or just hard experiences that I've had in my life that I just, that pop up randomly in my mind, like in the most random situations they come up and I'm like, why is that there? No, go away, go away, go away, suppress, suppress. And I brought it, like, so symbolically, I told her, I was like, I'm going to bring this list to the event and I'm just going to lay it down, you know, like, and I, I literally took it to the cross, you know, and Mm -hmm. that taught me like, just that, that exercise taught me that like, you, you bring your burdens there, you, you leave them at the feet of Jesus, you, they're up on the cross. And then when we went and put our handprints on that, sheet of paper with the paint on or the red paint on her hands I that just like served as this reminder and I know it's going to serve as a different reminder to each woman but for me it was like wow everything that's happened it has taught me that like I like the red like the pain is there and I see it the so I'm reminded of what happened at the cross which reminds me of all the things that I brought to the cross
2: mm-hmm.
0: but when I see that for me when I see that sheet of paper for me personally it just reminds me okay it's like things are going to come up and that's okay but like yes. you're doing with Jesus you know like you're doing this with Jesus every single day and you don't have to carry it alone so and good then, That's been huge for me because there's days where I'll, I'll now have a really good day. And then the next morning I feel a little down. And I was like, at first I was shaming myself. I was like, you shouldn't feel this way. Like you should just feel one way or the other Mm -hmm. figure it out. And then I was like, no, I know that's not right, but that's, that's a hard thing to navigate where you can have, you, you can have a day of joy, but at the same time, be grieving or grieving the next moment
2: yes and your hormones it takes months for your hormones to restabilize after pregnancy loss and go back to normal and so part of that's just straight physiology that's driving some of that along with your loss yeah now, I'm glad you're giving yourself a lot of permission on that one of the things that really helped me particularly after our 16 year old son died was the condemnation that can so easily slip in when your your heart is shattered it's mm-hmm. so subtle but it, it can show up in in all kinds of different ways and to try to catch that you know where I was being hard on myself or I was feeling some kind of shame or guilt or uh, just, any kind of negativity, and to capture that quickly and then twist it to curiosity. Mm. Jesus was a master at this. One of the things, that when you think about the um, the woman that was going to be stoned by all these Pharisees, she'd been dragged out of bed with somebody that she was with, who was not her husband, and she's got all these people around her that are going to stone her. And he begins to ask questions. He draws in the sand. I don't know what he said in that. I don't know what he was drawing. But then he asks her, where are your accusers? That's the Jesus that we love. And so, and many other stories where you can see, he's just asked questions. And that's to raise our awareness. So when we go through these emotional roller coasters, I love what you said earlier. You said, I wanted to do some really thorough healing before we brought babies into the world, because, you know, we'll pass it on if we don't. Right. Absolutely beautiful. Carry that to the mountaintops the rest of your life. And you're doing that because what you're doing right now, God's going to continue to show you things He's going to continue to bring things to the surface. We can't go through these kind of devastating losses without God kind of turning our root systems into gold. You know, He's cleaning our root systems way down deep through these kinds of dark experiences. And He's going to show you. So just be curious in that. Don't beat yourself up. Don't condemn yourself. God, what are you saying in this? Okay. What do you want to show me in this? Bring this into conversation with God and the Holy Spirit he shows up right in the middle of our heartache because you're the one that he loves you're the one that he loves
1: this has been such a beautiful conversation I do not want to stop it (laughs) this has been so amazing I'm just sitting here listening getting very happy I want to say for all the ladies who are going to listen to this And I even felt strongly that some men were going to listen to this and say, hold on a minute. I, I think, I, I think I can do this too. I think I can feel what I need to feel too, because Mm -hmm. it's all that had the miscarriage. Right. So I, I am amazed at what's been shared in this time. Um, This is why it has to be a series because Mm -hmm. we need to, we need to keep going through the layers of this. And there's not a single person listening to this who is, who does not carry a significant destiny that God cares about. And it's kind of one of those things where it's like no woman left behind, no, no man left behind because grief and pain swallowed them up. That's what Mm -hmm. motivates me. That's what that these conversations motivate me because it's bow time, right? And yet we can't suppress and pretend we're not hurting, and we also can't get swallowed up and just get lost in that. So, yes, I, Pam, I feel like you are, you know, your mandate on your life is to guide us through this aspect of revival, and I'm just so honored to know you. And Maddie, you blow me away. Yeah. You're you're like, like, like Pam said, you're an anomaly. (laughs) But I also think that somebody who's listened to this podcast, who was kind of scrambling or confused about how they should be feeling or guilty or whatever, I I feel like the impartation that you're carrying is the ability to align with heaven very quickly, align Mm -hmm. with God's heart, align with God's mind. And so I just think you're multiplying yourself every time you talk, and so I'm just excited about today. Um, so excited about the women that are going to listen to this, so that they can really feel feel God's healing power. Um, Pam, really quick, we will come back. We will do another conversation. We'll have some other women on here, brave women. Where can somebody find you? I know that you have courses and you have different things available, but there's going to be women that might well there will be there'll be women that want your help that want your resources you've written several books can you give us the best way to follow you on social media and then also to go to your website
2: you bet uh you can join our text community by texting the word heal h-e-a-l to 503-744-6294 503-744-6294. 503-744-6294. Text the word HEAL. Or you can go to PamFriedeveloped.com. I'm on Facebook at author PM Freedevelop and Instagram. So any of those social medias. Probably right. the best for the, the healing experiential practices would be to go to the text community.
1: Yeah. And through the text community, of course, that's where they can text you back. And they can, they can ask more about your resources, where to find stuff and, Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. So I do agree. The text messaging system is the easiest way to go. So I want everybody on here to text. And if you've not experienced a loss, you know, somebody that has, we all know somebody who's experienced a loss and I don't want you to forget that text number. I don't want you to forget the keyword heal because I want you to pass it on to women and men who are hurting and they're stuck or they're burying it and just trying to pile drive over it. And the Holy Spirit has brought you into their life so that you can walk with them hand in hand. And Maddie, you said it, the community, you've got to have community Mm -hmm. and we've got to be willing as a community to tread into these messy conversations where we might feel like, am I going to make it worse by what I'm saying? But we're not. We're not going to make it worse by saying, tell me about it. You know, did you have mm-hmm. a name for the baby? Asking questions. I do mm-hmm. know this from my friends that have had loss. And my sister had a, had a great loss. Um, to try to fix it, to try to make spiritual sense of it is not helpful.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What is helpful is to ask questions. How are you? Um, what can I do for you? It's okay to not be okay. You know, these types of things. Mm-hmm. And to just be a gentle friend you know, but not somebody who's pretending. So that's my little bit of, it of, you know, advice today, but, um, I love you both so very much. Thank you for being on here. It is such an honor to have you both and we're going to do this again. All right. Oh. Thank you so much for being on here, ladies. Thank you. All right. Jamie. All right. You're very, very welcome. And to all our listeners, thank you for being on today. We love you so much more importantly, God loves you. And there's a great rescue happening. God is releasing the rescue and we're all a part of it. There's a lot of hurting people out there. So have your eyes wide open, heart wide open, and see if you can't be somebody's rescue today. Through Jesus, amen.
0: We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Her Voice Movement podcast. You're invited to join us this July 13th through the 15th in Portland, Oregon for our national conference. Visit HerVoiceMVMT.com for details and tickets.